All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal podcast. We are so excited that you are with us today. Once again, Temporal Eternal is all about having eternity in the forefront of your mind, of your priorities, um, and every aspect of your life, right? That you know um, that, hey, let's not make short-sighted decisions. Let's um, look at everything that we do uh, with the uh, lens of eternity, right, of, of us as Christians, that we believe that um, we have the opportunity of eternity in heaven with Jesus uh, by the repentance of our sins, by the, the cross and what Jesus did on the cross. So um, we love God, love people, and we want to have, have some fun. So we have a fun topic today. It's just uh, Brennan and I. How, how are you, Brennan? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited for, for today and our topic, and we get to hang out and chat about it, so... I'm very excited. The, the topic today is, um, is, is, is youth ministry good, right? Is this a, is this a good thing, if you will? Um, I actually had somebody when I was working at U-Haul in Texas. I won't uh, say his name, but really cool guy. Um, a little bit different denominationally than me. But he really challenged me. He goes, hey, dude, youth ministry isn't biblical. He said that once to me. Um, and I was <laughs> like, and that's what really brought this idea I forgot to mention that to Brennan before we started talking about this. It just starts. Coming. No, that's, that's that's an interesting experience, right? Yeah. So he's just like we're out in the, we're out in the lot, you know, hooking up trailers or something, or checking a U-Haul truck. And he, <laughs> he, knows, he knows I'm master's commission, and he's like, "Hey, like it's not biblical. Like it's nowhere in the Bible, youth ministry." And and, and I was like, he he kind of like said some stuff that really like got you like a little annoyed, but uh, hmm. you know, just to push a button. Got you really, thinking. But make you yeah, get you thinking, and so. Um, he brought up some really interesting things about the family unit that I want to touch on. Um, the all, mm. also, uh, you know, Matt was was a youth pastor. Uh, Brennan is currently a, a youth and associate pastor. Um, I was an associate pastor and a youth pastor. Um, I uh, had the opportunity to be at the on staff of the same church with Brennan for three and a half years. So we really mm-hmm. uh, led the youth ministry together, um, and so we had a lot of great. Yeah moments and memories yeah youth like and that. young adults which I, I think you know ties it's kind For of a sure. pour over essentially yeah. of youth ministry and so 100 percent it is um yeah and so yeah so the the premise and the thought uh really is that youth ministry isn't biblical in the sense of it's not black and white written like you know where peter's like and don't forget like youth ministry uh you know with with your with your community right and a lot of that um, you know, we truly believe is, is cultural, right? Uh, that there, there wasn't yep. that like the, a, like it's really more of a modern church, American church, or, you know, Western church, I should say, uh, thought process, how there's like different ministries mm-hmm. for different age brackets, different focuses there. Um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, overall the, the, the family unit and the community as a whole would disciple people, would pour into people, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you, you talk, you, you see scriptures in the New Testament about the widows and the orphans, right? And so the church mm-hmm. is is meant to fill in a a gap, all right? Yeah. Uh, and and to come alongside, right? And and really is, is, is meant to be community to people in whatever way that it can be. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's your, what's your initial thoughts, Brendan, about just that whole premise of, um, of it not even being in the Bible and stuff? Well, yeah. And, and before anybody like jumps in comments and is like, what, 
uh, youth pastor, like, uh, do I need to go quit my job? You know, um, do I, do, do we, does the church need to fire youth pastors? That's not what we're saying. Uh, we're just saying that the actual concept, uh, is, is not necessarily in scripture, right? You know, uh, but, but yeah, it's like where, okay, so where does the biblical validity come in? Because, you know, although pastor is a, a office that's talked about, uh, in the new Testament of ministry, uh, so it, youth pastor would be like a subcategory uh of it but i i think it is an interesting thought you know um and i, I think that yes yeah, as, as we've created churches we've created um you know maybe even western church i know it's not necessarily an idea that is specific it's it's branched out uh in other places too uh some but yeah i i think it's a, an interesting thought process to say okay what is not only just the validity of youth pastors and, and that position, but youth ministry and, and what is its role in the church. Yeah. Um, and I, I completely agree with what you said, like that family dynamic. Um, and, and I like to take this philosophy on just personally, like as a church, like we, we are a church family, like we are um, kind of that, that adage where it, it takes, it takes a family, it takes a church uh, to raise a child. And I think that there's, there's very important key aspects in that. Um, but yeah, I, I think we it's important to understand, though, what that looks like in the dynamic in a church, uh, in a family, in a in a youth age student. What's what's the differentiation there of the role of the family and the role of a youth ministry, which I know we're kind of going to get into. Um, and where where are maybe like the positives and where are maybe the dangers and yeah. in like kind of like the uh, um, uh, the the level and the the understanding of where that kind of lies and is it more heavily put on the youth ministry for a, a kid's faith to be built up uh, or is it emphasized on the family you know so um, yeah there's there's a lot that goes into that dynamic I think yeah and I think I think just uh you know as as we jump into that right you know is youth ministry um, black and white biblical. Well, hmm. uh, the, the, you know, what it is, is it's not like laid out directly in the Bible, but discipleship is <laughs> like Brennan yeah. said, like the, the office of the, the pastor, right? You have deacons, elders, you have pastors, you know, you have the, the fivefold ministry, um, you know, um, there's different spiritual gifts and stuff like that, that the church is. So, so within the, like, if the core and the foundation is this right which is discipleship which is pointing people to jesus which is bringing truth to their lives and sharing the word of god with them and praying for one another right. and confessing to one another then yes like yes it is now um a lot of people and this is what this this uh young man at the time we're both a little bit older now <laughs> said like you know came to you he's like well hey it's it really should be the family unit and it really got me <laughs> going because um i was like you know what what the heck and i'm you know i'm thinking like no like because youth ministry was like i did so much in youth ministry i at that point in time i traveled to youth groups with masters we did youth camps i mean it was like almost all of our stuff he just like youth. derailed the validity of, yeah. of what you're doing yeah. it, was, it was like discouraging <laughs> but yeah the, the truth is that when you think about it now we're going to talk about best case scenarios this is not always the case and this is when i talked about earlier about filling the hole in different people's situation mm -hmm. lies. Yep. I've come to a place now. And also I, I do believe some of it was, so when me and Brennan were, were pastoring together, he was a youth pastor. So he did a lot of the relationship management with parents. I did it a little bit, but 
it was really he was over the youth ministry. I did a lot of other things, and I helped him. Like I, I'm, I, I have his. I'm, I'm Robin to to his Batman in a sense. Like he's the lead <laughs> on this, and I'm helping anyway. So when I went to an, when I left and went to another church and youth pastored, and I was like the youth pastor, I really handled a lot of the relationship management, not only with students but also with parents. And it it was a great experience yeah. for me. And so I, I, I think I was just had a greater awareness of the relationship between parents and youth pastors. And I, yeah. I, the, the truth is Brennan, like, I mean, let's just be straight up. Like, unfortunately the youth pastor has two or three hours with that student per week. And the parents have maybe that yeah, max, if not an hour, hour and a half, maybe, you know, and, and, and a lot of those two are in big group settings, right. Or in like groups yeah. of 10, yeah. 20, a hundred, whatever. Right. And, so you split that between your student group, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're like really at like a one-on-one -on -one moment with a student might be five or 10 minutes unless you yeah, take right. out to coffee once in a while or, or something. But even that at scale yeah. can be kind of stretching. So, so the, I mean, that just at the top of it, bro, is like, hey, the, the yep. youth pastor doesn't have as much time with them. And so yeah. what I have seen is that uh, sometimes, whether it's the the youth pastor enabling or not equipping parents, which that was a totally different thought process to me, like, hey, how can we support the parents, not only build up the students, build up the right. parents, whether it's that or, or whatever, um, sometimes, uh, parents will either, not all, because there's some great parents. I think like the, at your church, like the Deverence, fabulous family that disciples mm -hmm. their children. Yeah. That's very biblically that, that if their kids never went to a children's or youth ministry, like they would know Jesus and, you know, and so, yeah. um, but, but whether it's because of busyness, because of mm -hmm. uh, inexperience for parents, because of insecurity, of like, I don't even know how to talk to my kids, whatever it is, I do sure. think sometimes, and this is not a shot, this is just something for us to be aware of so that we can work together as a church yeah. to really balance this. I believe that sometimes um, parents might put more weight on the youth pastor for the discipleship mm -hmm. of their, their young person, their preteen and teen, and right. almost take a little bit off of them, not because they don't want to, but sometimes it's like literally just because they, they don't know how to do it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And I think that the challenge there, and I think you said that in, in what I fully believe, um, is that it's a partnership. It's, it's not, Hey, I'm the youth pastor. So like I am fully responsible for the entire spiritual health and well being of your child. Um, because again, that's a lot to put on an hour a week, you know, maybe if they come every single week for what, 40, 45 weeks, depending on how the year goes and breaks yeah. and different things like that, you know? So what does that add up to? You know, that's, that's barely a full week of time, you know? And so I fully believe in that philosophy of that. It is a partnership, um, that it is the youth pastor working alongside with the family. And uh, I know I, I, I can I can do more when it comes to equipping my parents uh, within youth ministry. And I think there can always be more. And, and life is, you know, life is life. There's busyness. You know, how many times can a parent come to another uh, youth meeting with the youth pastor? But um, 
I, I think that it's it's an important thing. One, whether you're just building those one on one individual relationships, not only just with a student, but uh, or with your team, with your leadership team within youth ministry, but also with those parents um, to have those conversations of, hey, what does this look like for you guys in your home? Um, because it is. And like you said, the sad scenario is for many kids, um, whatever it is or whatever that spiritual um, level of reception or discipleship is within the home, um, you're going to, there, there's a lot of kids that are lacking, you know? And so the idea might be, Hey, I don't know about enough about scripture. Like, I don't know enough about God, yeah. about prayer. And, and these are, these are people in church and out of church. I've, I think I've had both conversations, you know, where they say, I'm going to put them in youth ministry and, and, because, and hope because for the they know best, it's important. you know, like, cause and, and for the, uh, for the parent side of things, right? Like they know it's important. Yeah. They oh yeah. Like, I'm not downing it at all. Yeah, exactly. or, or part, no, no, part sure. of that thought process, you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I, right. Exactly. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, cause they could have their kids doing anything else or getting into. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, they already have an extracurriculars, but like they go, no, I want, I want them to prioritize going to youth ministry or at least encouraging them to to go to church and things like that. So, I mean, there is, there is good right. from it. Right. But sometimes Absolutely. the expectations might not be realistic entirely, you know, for, for the student, yeah. for the parents. Well, and I think not, not to get too far off a tangent, but I think that that can sometimes then stem into adult life, whether it's, it's that mentality that was taken on as a youth student. And so it was like, Hey, and we've talked a lot about this is like relationships or church or pastors become how, how I actually receive my faith. And then if that's broken, then what happens, you know? And so I think that that becomes a challenge. Um, and so I think, yeah, as, as, as a youth pastor, uh, as both of us being previously, uh, either together or yourself in our experience, you know, um, I think practically, what does that look like? And and I think that I would encourage parents, you know, that the importance is, is you guys doing it together as a family yeah. in the home. You know, I was just having this conversation recently with, with our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Mike, it just about kind of the correlation I see a lot of times of regular Sunday church attendance as a family, and then the consistency of youth attendance. And now there's variables on either side of that where, you know, I have seen students over the years where like the only church experience that they, that they get is, yeah. is Wednesday nights, is youth ministry, you know? Yeah. And so I can't ever discount that because that for that individual is That's their experience. Their That's their church. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and whether they come from an unchurched home or whatnot, you know, exactly. that, that might be why. Something somebody said to me too, which I thought was really fascinating. Um, and I forget who it was. It might have been Jeff. I don't know. Usually it's Jeff, Mr. Mr. Wise, <laughs> Jeff Duncan, shout out. Um, but I know I probably heard it a couple of times, but um, I think it was Jeff because it was when I was youth pastor by myself. But just the just the um, thought process of timeline. Like mm. I, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I, I still follow a few of the students on social media or they follow me or whatever and check in maybe once yeah. in a while. But but like for the most part I'm I like as a youth pastor, like, like when I was a youth pastor, I'm only in their life for uh, a, a set season for most of them. There might be a couple that, yeah. you know, we keep in touch, but realistically I'm in their life yeah. for two to six years, more than likely, unless there's some crazy dysfunction or something happens 
uh, you know, conflict wise, um, the parents are going to be with their kids for hopefully 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50, you know, something years, um, absolutely through their adult life my point is so so like at the end of the day for most scenarios like i'm not walking them down the aisle you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like as as a yeah. youth pastor right like i'm i'm not t- taking them to college you know there are some that are are doing that because there's a need and they're and they're doing it but for the most part like right so i i think for me i started to make sure that I wasn't unintentionally making me the hero. You know, mm-hmm. obviously Jesus is always a hero. I, I, I get it. Yeah. But, but like actually really equipping and empowering parents to have their back yeah. and go like, <clears throat> hey, like, you know, your parents love you. They care about you. Hey, parents, this is what we're talking about, making sure we're on the same page. Because I know like I, I have to think about the long-term game from this student's life. And it's not that yeah. they – that they love me and that they adore me, right? Which is, I mean, that's just naturally <laughs> happens. Uh, but um, because it, I'm it, so amazing, because because I'm awesome, and I say "wada," and they always laugh at me when I use a Boston accent. <laughs> um, but it, it's not that. It's it's not even like it's not even my uh, youth group attendance. It's not even my youth group event attendance, right? Because that very much can be a. Um, a bucket filler for a youth pastor of like what's important and what's not, which is, you know, it's a whole other topic. But, but really thinking about like, Hey, you know, long-term, uh, you know, the parent is going to be with them for a while. Right. And, and like, and I think that's an interesting point too, just even the time frame. Um, and I've had a lot of conversations. We've had conversations about this, um, with a lot of d- different pastors, youth ministers, um, and just the heart of youth ministry in, in our current day and age, you know, it's effectiveness. Um, and I absolutely believe it, 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 it is. And in many cases, it's not, it's not so much to prove or disprove its effectiveness, but we have to look at most youth ministries and in, in most churches, I will say Westernly, uh, in our churches are this kind of idea of, you know, sixth to seventh grade. Yeah, uh, model. so yeah. Yeah, 11, yeah, exactly. The model youth ministry, 11, 12 years old until 18, until they're out of high school, you know. Um, and so it's this kind of window of opportunity. But think about yourself, you know, like at, whether you're a parent, uh, your youth, your young adult, whatever, whatever age you are, or uh, maybe maybe you're a grandparent listening and, and you have grandchildren um, or you serve in a church on whatever level. These kids from, let's just say 11 to 18, you know, that's about eight years barely, right? And and very critical, one, formative years of their life, um, but also think about how much changes in life from an 11-year-old to an 18-year-old. And so uh, I think our, our greater point is, is how, how can youth ministry really supplement what's being done at home? Um, yeah. Because ab- absolutely, like, again, we can't, harp on that bell enough like the the idea that like we do have such a limited time and so can we supplement what's being done in the home and again it's not to come down on anyone or make you feel if you're listening that like oh i'm not doing this i'm not spiritually leading in my home but hopefully it's an encouragement to say you can do this like start with a simple family devotional like you're not it don't you don't have to have this big theological breakdown uh and proof of creation like 
conversations happen like that. And I think it's great. And I think you, you know, as we maybe even sometimes in church talk about witnessing to other people, I think the same mentality comes with our kids that one, we, we don't all know everything. Uh, and we don't know everything about scripture, right? Like we're learning. And so if you're, if you're not feeling like if you're, if you're invalidating yourself to have any spiritual input within your kid's life, then you got to start somewhere, you know? And so maybe that's digging, maybe that's, that's an awakening within you, within your own faith. Um, but if it's there, I, I, I give you like Donald said, I think that's good. Empower parents, you know, uh, you with your kids to really pour into them, uh, and then really seek out the resources that are around you to supplement yeah. what's done in the home and, and, you know? work, and work together with the youth pastor. And don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, best case scenario. I, I, I believe now that if, if you are, a, if you are a, a parent and you believe in Jesus and you want your kid to have that foundation, best case scenario mm-hmm. biblically is, is the family unit, the family unit. And if you see, think culturally, that's the number one thing that is being attacked, right? Is the family unit, what the family unit looks like, um, right. the, the power and the authority of the family unit in the home, like all those things in many different ways like that is such a prevalent and big yeah. deal. Youth ministry, it, it, it's, it's, I, I believe it is a good thing. You know, I don't think that in every situation it should replace the family unit because I don't think that's sustainable yeah. because like youth pastors 100%. leave, you know? So like the average mm-hmm. youth pastor stay is like 12 to 18 months, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Uh, you have, it's a really short lifespan. It's kind of yeah. sad. Good job, Brent. You've been there a while, brother. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you have, you have that dynamic. You have the dynamic of like, uh, different things change within kids. Like they get involved in different sports or clubs or, you know, more classes stuff. And so like the best case scenario is yes, of course, having the parents and the church community as a whole, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just adults, um, different generations in the church disciple and and come alongside the parents, the youth ministry, I think is great. And it, it should, it should come aligned with the parents together but in some situations that's not going to happen there's a single parent you know there's uh there's parents that maybe um don't have like believe in god but really have no lack of experience or maturity but they just know it is it's good for their kids and stuff like that um yeah you know maybe they just they've gotten to a place where um they've lost their child's ear you know their young person's Mm. ear and they're just like i don't know what to do you know so i get it like i i get and that's why i think it's a good thing i think what we have to be careful of is that um you know youth ministry doesn't go to um man i don't want to use this word i'm trying to think of a better word to use um uh shoot uh it's not, a, I'm just going to use the term and try not to offend people because I'm not against mega churches, but the premise sometimes of mega church culture, which is like get a big group of people together and have some fun. And yeah, I hear about Jesus. Like, don't get me wrong. There's, there's a lot of good to it. But at that same time, mm-hmm. sometimes youth groups can be a party. And I very much yeah. lean that way. And now I've kind of leaned the other way where I'm like, okay, like we can have some relational time and have fun. But at the end of the day, yeah, like let's have, Let's have some biblical foundation. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Something that somebody said. I'm not going to say his name because he's like, I mean, he's a mate. He like he he speaks at some really big youth conferences and he's a youth pastor. Um, really cool dude. But he told me one time, 
um, this is in Texas, he goes, um, he goes, man, like youth ministry, he goes, is like, he goes, a lot of times it's, 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 it's already like, they're already broken. And I was like, I was like, mm. I, and it was really, it like really threw me. He goes, he says, I believe yeah. that children's ministry is the most important ministry when it comes to like of a young person's hmm. life. And it really threw me for a loop. I'm thinking, what? You? but then I really think about it and think about like what happens in middle school and high school, what they get exposed to, what they deal yeah. with, what happens right. within their family, breakups, sexuality, uh, maybe trying substances and alcohol at very young ages. And, um, yeah, right. And, and, and so a lot of times within youth ministry, you, you get kids that have experienced life, um, that maybe their parents didn't experience all those things until 18, 19, 22, 23. And they're kind of right. facing some stuff that in their adolescence Absolutely. that they should have. Yeah. So it's definitely something that just, just shows you like, Hey, it's in, it's important. And, and Yanni, Yanni is on, um, a couple weeks ago and he, you know, had this point of like, Hey, like the enemy doesn't, doesn't care what age your kids are. Like he's, he's going to go after yeah. everybody. Right. He's there to kill. Absolutely. Destroy. Right. Right. And so we have to realize in the same way, like, yes, we need to love our kids and let them have their child yeah. and their fun, but at the same time, equip them and disciple them from the beginning on. hundred percent. And, and, and like, if we look in our day and age too, with, with kids, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. I've had so many conversations with with parents, with youth students, um, and all around my leadership. Like it, this idea that, like, even myself being just about ten, like where I'm at in life right now, I'm about ten years out from graduating from high school, and I think just the level and the caliber of you know uh, the things that are dealt with within my current junior high students and high school students um, is is just crazy. And, yeah. and I mean, obviously technology, social media, um, just society, how we are as a society and the, the pressures, phone, the they, they're, they're just dude. different. The, fo- the oh, phone absolutely. changed the game. Like, like yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a phone until I didn't get a cell phone till high school, but then I didn't get a, I didn't get like an mm-hmm. iPhone until probably 17 or 18 or 19. So like, like before, yeah. um, like I'm, I'm old enough now that like, if you wanted to look at, at something inappropriate, it was like a magazine or, or maybe like something on TV or something like that. I mean, the internet yeah, is still yeah. like a lot, of, like we didn't have internet at our home, um, right early on. And so like, but now it's just like right here, the comparison game, looking oh, at other people's lives. Yeah. It's just a, it's a totally yep. different dynamic absolutely i i think and and the thing is is you're seeing the shift too and people are like well why is it happening but what i find and this is conversations again parents students the reality of the situation is it's not just it's not even which is a huge huge problem uh it's not even just an issue of getting access to uh pornography and things like that uh which is it's a huge thing on its own and all the things surrounding it but what what is fascinating is the access fascinating and scary too um, is the access that these kids have to information and what they will draw to more than anything is the exploration whether that's of lifestyles ideologies yeah and so now their worldview as technology has made the world smaller it has opened up this opportunity in this portal 
for kind of like anything goes. And I mean, this probably is a whole different conversation. Um, but I, I think that that, again, it's one of those things where spiritually parents need to be equipped and need to be encouraged that this starts in the home. I think these conversations, the offense, the defense of you parenting and teaching your kid and having conversations um, because the exposure rate of what they are seeing, what they know about, uh, what they're curious about, is is one it's happening at a younger and younger age um and and sometimes people are a little bit in denial like oh no my kids like 11 they're not into that stuff but do they have access to a cell phone do they have access to an ipad to yeah. a computer to their friends at school like this stuff is going to happen like and i hate to say it you know and, and it's not trying to pressure or push a parent into the place of having conversations um that they're maybe feel are too soon or uncomfortable but I think we really have to be on the offensive side of understanding that. I, and I say this all the time. I believe in this fully. If we do not teach our kids spiritual matters, matters of the world, matters of society, society uh, ideologies, someone else is going to teach them. And it's 100%. probably going to happen, happen sooner than we sooner think it later. will. No, I, I, th yeah. I think the, the world you think is so on point, Brent. Like, like yes, like the, you know, pornography is a, is a big deal. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they would call it now. Back in my teen years, I called them chat rooms, but just like conversations with people, you know, online. Oh, sure. Like yeah, that. yeah. I uh, like, and, and that stuff, there's some, some like safety things there. And I think a lot of people realize that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really just having conversations about like, like I know at some point, like there's going to be some things, um, you know, that I'm going to have conversations with my kids about and go, okay, this is what we believe. This is some different perspectives. Mm -hmm. This is why we believe it based on the Bible. And we have to like attack it and be proactive. I always tell the story about you and me when we, when we said, Hey, we're going to do uh, a sermon series on sexuality. And I think mm -hmm. we waited a year. I think pastor Mike was like, yeah, you know, let's get, get some, get some relationship equity here before you guys like get yep. everybody mad yep. at you. And, and then we, <laughs> we had a meeting with the parents and we were like, Hey, here's the deal. Yeah. We're going to go this. If you don't feel comfortable, pull your kids out for these couple weeks. You know, this is what yep. we're going to talk about this week is talking about this week, but we just know right, right. that they're hearing about it earlier and we want to be able to be proactive and not reactive, just like Brennan said. Right. Yep. And, exactly. And, and so that, I mean, that's, that's really the, the premise and the thought process, right. Is that like, like, Hey, like it's, it's, it's challenging. It's like all those things like are coming at them. It's, it's an information age. And so, mm -hmm. um, depending on what website they go to or what one or two people that might be everything and don't get me wrong. Like, you know, so there's might be somebody who's a non-Christian who's like, listen to this and like, Oh, they're controlling. They, they don't want to No, Like I, <laughs> I want them to hear these different views, but I also want them to hear what I believe and why I believe it. Cause I'm their parent. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, and this is, this is what my, I, I I'm not going to stop. Like where I'm not like a cult where we're going to stain a, a compound and they're never going to see the light of day. Like, no, like the, we, right. we believe to be in, in the world, not of the world. Right. And to be society. But like, yeah, I do have to have these conversations with my kids. I'm going to have to, you know, talk yeah. about them. Um, right. No matter how uncomfortable or unequipped I might feel in the situation. Uh, Cause yeah. I, my, my oldest is five and in five years mm -hmm. it might look different where I'm just talking about, yeah, here's why the VR world, you know what I'm saying? Like that. I would not even, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, like, and then I'm going to feel like an old person. The dangers of the metaverse. Yeah. I don't know. You know? So, so yeah. <laughs> 
No, and I think circling back real quick, even to that idea of just like youth ministry and, and youth groups being just kind of like this fun, um, like, hey, come have a good time. Like, and and get, I get it. Like, I'm my wife Nicole makes fun of me all the time. Like, I am Donald. You, you you've you've discipled me in this to be the hype man. You know, to like get these kids like to be the most ridiculous one out there. Because if you're doing it, hopefully, it gives them an opportunity to buy in and and, and be a part. Um, and, but and, my and point is like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, say, say what you're saying. I, I was just say like we're we're. And I get it. And I think I'm speaking more even in this moment to like youth pastors, youth ministers, youth leadership. Like, yeah, um, like I understand the pressure that we have with trying to get buy in from these kids, you know, because yeah. their attention is pulled so many other ways. And here's the thing. I 100 percent believe um, young people, um, the generation right now that is youth students and the upcoming generation behind them and millennials when it comes to young adult ministry and things like that. Uh, and and I, just, I think this is just a general human thing, but I think especially right now, people are looking for authentic uh, experiences to really be able to encounter something that is, is true and that is real. Yeah. And so when that comes to our, our Christian faith, when that comes to God, I think you get more young people who are skeptical because they're like, I don't want to do this just because it's a tradition and uh you know uh, uh older people do it or my parents do it and so there is this immense pressure i think within youth ministry because but i think it's a, a huge opportunity that the lord has called people to do and and when we're doing this in our own life uh it's a natural thing and it's organic but we need to create atmospheres within youth ministry for our students to have an or uh, to have an authentic experience yeah. of God in his presence, in his Holy Spirit, through worship, through prayer, through really seeing a move of God. And so that's something that I think is so important for us to foster, because, again, that's exactly what we started off saying for parents in the home that needs to be fostered there. And so I would do it an injustice to encourage parents to do that if I'm not doing that within my youth ministry. Yeah. Right. And so. That's where I think we need to be intentional and games and fun is great. And we have to get buy-in and build relationship. And those are opportunities to do that. Builder. Yeah. So it's both. And it's not like an either or cause it uh -huh. can't be, it has, you know, it's, it's a both. And, but I think you can never miss that mark of that, that spiritual intentionality uh, within what youth ministry is, because I think that's where it, again, it goes back to what you said at the beginning, it's discipleship. It's getting them to experience God in an authentic way wherever they're coming at from a broken standpoint in life as a 12 year old who has experienced more life than many adults have um, that truly need God. And yeah. I might have an hour and a half to speak into that kid, but it might be the moment that changes their life because they find God, 100%. you know, it might, it might be that that's the heart of youth ministry. One time it, you know? that it clicks or, or you get a camp speaker that speaks on something that you've been talking to the kid about for two years. And then he says, this is uh, absolutely but it's worth yeah. it. Right. And so, so to wrap up, right. Yeah. I, I think that mm -hmm. really, I think, I think Brent said it like, yeah, we believe that youth ministry is good. I do believe as well from my personal yeah. experience running youth ministries um, that like, yeah, like I, I, there's, there's a good way to do it. And as best we can, when you can include the family unit, when you can, when you can, you know, if you think about volleyball, like set, or, or basketball basketball is probably a, a bigger audience here set an alley oop for your for the parents to do slam dunks right and like yep, like my exactly. goal is to give easy alley oops to my parents give them easy wins help equip them 
help bring transparent yeah. conversations of what the, the student is talking to me about to the parents. Um, and not like, just like, Oh, I'm going to go and go tell them. I'm going to say, Hey, so-and-so like, we got to go tell your dad, we got to go to, and I did that mm-hmm. plenty of times and it was great. And it brought awareness that they didn't know because the kid was hiding it. Right. And, uh, yeah. and so that, and they, they, realize wow like my parents aren't reacting crazy like sometimes really the really as a youth pastor you should be the bridge um, yep to jesus 100 bridge to the parents if that mm-hmm. relationship is a little bit damaged and the bridge to the church and so that's really yeah. the goal of the of the and should be of the of anything or even if you're like a, a volunteer in a youth group is like my goal is to get them connected to the local body because they can't just be connected to one person that's dangerous be connected yep. with their parents if there's something that's damaged there or you know help solidify and equip the parents and be connected obviously first and foremost with jesus that that would be their direct yeah. connection so um yeah, yeah i mean that's that's pretty much uh time um any any last yep. thing that you wanted to say brennan before we end our no i just tack on to that that it, like i said before youth ministry is a partnership you know mm-hmm. as a leader you, you have to look at it that way as a parent um i think that's important to realize uh it, it can't be um, one, I think for the family dynamic, it, it, you know, it starts there, it starts in the home. Um, but realize the church is a resource for you. Yeah. And as youth pastors, like, like Donald said earlier, don't be the savior, you know, be the one that points them to Jesus. And if you can do that with the family, with the youth student, um, then we really have to let the Holy spirit do the rest, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the prayer is that they have a, a authentic encounter with the Lord that carries on through the rest of their life and impacts the family. So it's, it's a partnership 100%. So I, I'd be remiss. I didn't even think about it, but um, shout out to uh, Pastor Craig Secor from my teen years and Chris Anderson, my senior year. And of course, Moy Mendez for you, right? Shout out to Absolutely. Youth pastors, youth pastors I don't, I don't think we'd be where we're, we, I know we wouldn't be where we were at without our, our youth pastors. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Shout, yeah. Shout, shout out to, to Moy. Yeah. Yeah. Much well, love to uh, those guys. I <laughs> we should have said at the beginning. So, well, hey, thanks again I know, for listening, I know. guys. Uh, we will, we'll see you next week. Make sure to, leave a rating on apple Podcasts. subscribe on youtube it, it does help us for those for that support and uh yeah we'll see you next week